moving on to dairy insights now and uh, things have looked worse in dairying, I would say, and a return to season, a profitable price for those with a season, a bit more water availability, all adding up to a bit more milk, Michael. It's, um, it's great to see a bit more positivity in the dairy industry. Absolutely, Mark. Things for a volatile industry like dairy are looking better than they have looked in for a while. As you say, the rain certainly hasn't hurt at all. There's been more feed in a lot of dairy regions, particularly in some of the regions in Western Victoria and Gippsland as well, than there has been for years. That's been strong. Demand has continued to be strong for the product domestically uh, and internationally. Obviously, there's going to be some other factors there. But perhaps the most interesting part of analysing the dairy industry at the moment is that after numbers had fallen for years, and we have to remember that 2020 did mark 20 years since dairy deregulation, and that had a long-term impact on milker numbers, obviously overall herd numbers, acreage as well, it has plateaued, it has stabilised and it has stabilised for a few years. And that's a sign of strength in the dairy industry because that shows that more and more dairy farmers are not electing to either get out of the industry or to change into beef cattle or to change into sheep country as well, but stay there and continue to have confidence in their operations. The other point to add to that is that while the milker numbers remain steady and remain strong, the yields continue to go up and they go up at a steadier and stronger rate than just about any other yield increase in other large Australian agri-sectors. So that means that milk production and dairy product production continues to increase. So as you say, all looking pretty good for the industry right now. And you say uh, markets remain strong for dairy, but it's a highly competitive environment as we compete with the Americans, the Europeans and New Zealand, of course, going into the critical Asian markets. We can't help but talk about China as our number one trading partner and they're a big consumer of dairy as well. So is all that giving confidence over the next few seasons to continue to produce more and more in our industry with confidence that consumers will will take what we have to offer without impacting price? We do come back to that cautious confidence yet again, as we do with every agri-sector. Certainly, China is the big importer of Australian dairy products. It is interesting to look at this in that it hasn't been impacted yet by some of the other dynamics between Australia and China and agri-products. And perhaps also worth remembering that one of the very important products there is infant milk formula. And that is fundamentally important as a product for so many Chinese consumers with their families as well. And any impacts on that would be very interesting to watch what the social effects would be uh, if such a thing happened. So that's almost unique in terms of watching that. In terms of the competitors you raised, each of them will have their own issues going forward for Australia. The American dairy producers got a lot of support during the election campaign and they will get a lot of support in trade push pushes by their incoming government. So they will strengthen. The Europeans will probably strengthen because they are continuing to reduce the subsidies that make them produce less milk. So they may well produce more and they drive very hard bargains with markets like China. But New Zealand, on the other hand, following its election, is likely to see regulations in agriculture which may well reduce its milk output. So if anything, they could be less of a competitor for Australia in some of the important markets going forward. And back on the farm, I mean, you mentioned deregulation being 20 years on. Is this what we're seeing now in stabilisation and the rebuild of volume and 
even then you're thinking about those yields uh, per cow at getting towards six and a half thousand litres on average. Is this a case for deregulation really shoring up a sustainable industry where those left have got the means to operate effectively and profitably and can now invest going forward? Is it a good case? Because there's been there's been talk of re-regulation back into this market, especially over the last four or five years as well. Where do you think that kind of stuff serves us? Issues of deregulation and changes in any of these programs remain controversial for decades, and they still are in the dairy industry, just as they are to a degree in grain, in the wool industry and others. But you are right. What we are seeing now is a generation of dairy operators who are very efficient uh, and who are innovative as well. So not just in continuing to improve their yields, their returns on their operations, but also looking at new products and new markets. And we've also got to take into account that what's also happening at the moment is that technology means that the infrastructure you need for a sustainable and a profitable dairy operation is becoming gradually cheaper. And what that's also meaning gradually is that while labour has remained an issue in the dairy industry, perhaps more than most other major industries, that will become less of an issue as the infrastructure becomes less labour intensive. So absolutely, the industry that we have at the moment has a lot of innovative uh, producers in there, a lot of forward-thinking producers and a lot of other factors certainly on its side to run better and better operations.